0: This message is produced by the Transformation Edge Church. We believe you'll be inspired and transformed by it. The Trans Edge, a change is inevitable. Amen. Amen. All right. Now, turn to someone just before you sit down and go, hey, it's lovely to be sitting with you this morning. And if you're not sitting with anyone, look for someone to sit with. Come on. Amen. You know, at times there's some physical move that actually confirmed some spiritual blessings. <laughs> oh, praise God. How many of us were here on Friday? On Friday we started a fire. It's good to see you. God bless you. Nice to see you. Praise God. Alright, so it's um it's such an amazing time when we all come together in God's presence, just to have a good time. And so, but what what do you mean when you say when we come together in God's presence? Don't we carry God's presence? Yes, we do. But you see, when we come together corporately, there is a whole new dimension in the things that God does. There's a whole new dimension to it. Now, the, the first question I'm going to ask you this morning is, how many of us here are born-again Christians? Okay, some of us don't know what that is. Okay, I'll explain it in a sec, okay? If I said, how many of us are Christians, probably there will be more hands. Probably. But because I added born again, I say, what is that? What is born before, born again, born later? My second question for you. How many of us feel like we need deliverance from whatever? But I'm going to start with this. That if you're a Christian, did you see what I said? If you're a Christian, the word of God makes us know that you don't need deliverance. I was still here. I'm probably starting, you know, my first statement is shocking you. It's okay. We'll, We'll get into it gradually. And... The topic that I'm talking around this morning is actually that same statement, you don't need deliverance. You don't need one. I started by saying that we started making fire last week, on on Friday, and we talked about seven times hotter. If you've got time, listen to that message. I'm waiting for it to be published. Seven times hotter, regardless of how bad it is, God is on your side. Are you still here? He's on your side. He's in with you. But it's important for you to know where you are, whose you are, to be able to claim what belongs to you. For most of us here, you're Australian citizens. Some of you are Australian primary residents. And some are temporal citizens or temporal residents. And some, not quite sure where they belong yet. But until you know what belongs to you as an Australian citizen, you cannot really take advantage of it. True? Yeah. You might have come into the country... Or probably might have been born here. Can I tell you, the people that know much more, um, what belongs more to Australian citizens are those who aren't citizens here. It's true. There are those that are born Australians. They just leave like that, right? But at times they don't even know what the rights are, so they don't know what to claim. But those ones who've taken their time to study what it means to be a citizen and wanting to become one, they know much more. So it is with those who are God's children, who are citizens of the kingdom of God. And at times it's important for us to know what belongs to us completely, what rights we have. You know how they say don't go overseas without calling in first because they want you to know what rights you have. They want you to know what rights you have. And if anything is happening, let's say, for example, let's consider this place, uh, Italy. And in Italy, there are Australian citizens, there are United States citizens, and there are uh, Nigerian citizens, right? And so many other citizens, okay? Um, And then something is happening, probably a natural disaster of some sort or got to be terrorism of some sort. And the different governments are responding to their citizens. Do you think that the first priority for the Australian government is the Nigerian citizens? Or the, even the United States citizens, regardless of the relationship between the two countries? No, it's not their first priority. Their first priority is the Australian citizens. Same thing with the kingdom of God. That God loves the whole world, but he's got his children in the world. And those, the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He loves the whole world. He gave Jesus his only begotten son. But whosoever, you see, there's a selection. So it's not all. So although God has given his son Jesus to the whole world, but not the whole world has received him. But whosoever receives him, to them he gives power to become citizens of God's kingdom. And when you become citizens of God's kingdom, it becomes God's responsibility to look after you. And when you are citizens of God's kingdom, you no longer require deliverance from the enemy. Because you are no longer a refugee. You used to be one, but now you are citizens. All you need to do is to start learning what it really means to be in God's kingdom. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. Oh, you're about to teach us something that is amazing, and not only just amazing, will set us on course for the rest of our lives. You will turn things around this morning. Our hearts are open. Speak your word, God, and we'll learn of you even much more than we've ever known. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Colossians chapter 1, verse 9, actually. And I'll quickly just say something between being born again and Christians, all right? There's meant to be no difference between being a born again child of God and a Christian. And for some reason, because of some arguments in the past, people have tried to uh, put a distinction between the two. For you to be a Christian, you ought to be born again. So in other words, you can't be a Christian without being born again. So if you are not born again, you might call yourself a Christian, but you are not Because accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it's being born again. Yeah. Are you still here? Yeah. It's true. That's what being born again is. It's not something different. It's not a special other thing that you belong to after you've become a Christian. Say, well, I've not, I'm not mature enough to be born again. I'm a Christian, but I'm not mature enough to be born again. No, it doesn't work like that. When you're a Christian, you're born again. Amen. Amen. All right. Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. For this reason, and this was Paul writing to the church in Colossae. He said, for this reason, since the day we heard about you. So he was talking to the church. And whatever he said to the church, he said to all of us as part of the church. He says, since the day we heard about you, we've not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you. Love this part. We continually ask God to fill you. To fill you. To fill you. I like the idea of filling. Not to give you, but to fill you. And to fill means to deposit much more than is required. So a level that you're completely assured. He said to fill you with the knowledge of his will, through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, with the knowledge of his will. And when he says with the knowledge of his will, his knowledge can only be found in God's word. So with the knowledge of his will, through... where we? Okay. With the knowledge of his will, through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives... So that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge. Again, that's the second time the word knowledge is coming up. It's a growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power. Being strengthened with all power. Not a few, but with all. Being strengthened. Say that to someone. Being strengthened. God wants you to be strengthened with all power. He wants you to be strengthened with all power through the knowledge of his will, wants you to be strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified. Oh, I, I like the elements of the of the of that particular scripture. Now he's talked about being strengthened. He's talked about feeling you first and foremost. Then he, he talked about being strengthened with the knowledge. Now, he's also talking about qualifying you. And now, he's not only talking about qualifying you as in present tense or, uh, you know, present continuous. It's actually in the past tense. Are you still here? He said, who has qualified you? So you're not about to be qualified as a child of God. You're already qualified. Who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light? For he has rescued, another word. And I, I want you to pay attention to those critical uh, words. And those words are very important because you need to get it for yourself. You need to apply it to, to yourself for it to work. Because you need to understand it. You've got to understand it. He said for he has rescued us. He didn't say he will rescue us. It would be nice to say he will rescue us, especially when you consider your co- present condition. Of course, you want to be rescued. How many of us want to be rescued? Of course, we want to be rescued. But when you start to understand God's word, in a sense, you know that you don't need rescuing. Why? Because you were rescued already. You said, for he has rescued us from the dominion. And the word dominion, in other words, the oppression, in another translation, it calls it the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of darkness, because when you live in a particular kingdom, you do things according to the, to the rules and policies of a kingdom. For example, in Australia, you live in Australia, you are, you, are, you are required to live by the Australian rules, right? So if you were to be in the kingdom of darkness, it was a requirement for you to live like that. And when we talk about the kingdom of darkness, it's a kingdom that, the, that the, the devil operates. So where's the kingdom that the devil operates? When you start to see things happening in the world, that first and foremost makes you feel, oh, what is going on? Why are people killing people? On TV, don't listen to the U.S. news. What you hear is people shooting people. In Australia, it's people stabbing people. True? Am I making it up? Okay, good. But thank God no no one is shooting anyone here. Okay, and I pray that it will not happen. But but that is under the authority of the kingdom of darkness. Because think about it, how would someone just wake up and looking for someone to punch on the street? You've never known them, you've never seen them, and all you want to do is just to punch someone. How about punching yourself and and know how it feels? You know? No, how? How? And at times in their defense, they go, well, I I I didn't know what was over me. I, I just, I don't know. I just felt like exerting some energy. That's under the dominion of darkness. And it's only God's word that breaks one out of that dominion. It's only God's word. Because you start to understand that when you are a Christian, one, you you don't think that way. Two, you are not motivated that way. You might be in business, but you are no longer in the business of swindling people. You're no longer in the business so that you can get as much money as you can out of those people who can defend themselves. But instead, you are there just to do your own job and allow God to bless other people through you. All right, let's think about it this, this way again. So, for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us. That's another word, brought us. So, he didn't just rescue us to leave us. So, he delivered us and delivered us into. So, delivered us from and delivered us into. So, he's not in the process of delivering you into. He's already done it at the same time he delivered you from was the same time he delivered you into. Are you still here? It's true. The same time he delivered you from. I'm so sorry, but I'm going to use this analogy in a sense. So, for example, people are going through very difficult times, probably, let's say, for example, in Syria, and then the Australian government decides, okay, let's go get, uh, you know, let's go help the Syrians, um, you know, Let's help them, you know, because things terrible things are happening in that country. So they bring in some. They number a few to bring, so they bring in some. And when they bring them in, do you think they just become citizens like that? No, they don't. They stay in as refugees for a while until their paper is processed. And who knows for how long that paper is going to be processed. It possibly might take a while. Uh, It's even worse for those who are seeking asylum. Uh, the government might give you, you know, some paperwork to say, "Okay, you're seeking asylum. All right, you just stay on that, on a particular bridging visa, whilst we work out if you are actually eligible for it." And then, at times, it takes about a year, two years, three years, six years. I've seen someone who's been on a bridging visa for six years, waiting for the Australian government to go, "Okay," or "No, go back to your country." <laughs> uh, but, but, but just wait right and it's a process of time and that's how um, you know the policy works because they need to confirm if it's okay but in the kingdom of God no it's the same time it doesn't take six years it doesn't take six minutes it doesn't take six seconds the very moment you say God I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior you are delivered and two deliverances are happening at that very moment. Delivered from the domain of darkness right straight into the kingdom of God, of God. Straight away. You become a citizen. Actually, there's a transfer of citizenship right from the domain of darkness. Actually, that is canceled completely. You can't have dual citizenship in that regard. There are some of us who, because we don't know where we really belong, we're still kind of struggling, you know, ambivalently thinking, okay, where do we belong? Am I a child of God? And that's why you always find yourself asking, God, forgive me. I've done this again. God, forgive me. Because you still think you belong to the devil. You're not. Sin will not have power over you. You need to know who you are. And that is not to say at some point, you know, your normal human thinking will not cause you to Sin. But you don't become a sinner because you've been redeemed from the life of sin. Yes, Are you still here? Yes. It's true. It's true. So it says, he had rescued us, delivered us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. And it's in the past. So it's in the past. So how does that apply to me? All you've got to do is to walk into it because that is a requirement of your new citizenship. And your new citizenship as a child of God is that you belong to God. He's delivered you from the kingdom of darkness. So if you think you need deliverance, think again. Do you really need deliverance or you just need to know what belongs to you? Let's say, for example, you're caught somewhere. You're caught in Nigeria. You don't know how to get out. And there's an Australian embassy. Unfortunately, don't go to Nigeria just like that. There's no Australian embassy very close to you. The closest one is is in South Africa. (laughs) Um, But there's still still an office, an Australian office, right? But if you are trapped, As an Australian, what do you do? You go to your closest embassy, right? And when you go, what do you do? You don't go, oh, please, can you check if I'm still a citizen? Do you do that? Can you check if I'm still a citizen? I'm not sure if I'm still a citizen. Are you sure I'm still a citizen? No, 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 no. You go in there, you say, my name is Michael's, and I'm an Australian citizen, and I'm in trouble. Can you help me? It's the same way. Whenever you get in trouble, you are not going there asking, oh, can I be delivered? Is there a way that you can pray to God so that he can deliver me? No, 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 no. Because you are a citizen of God's kingdom. You go in and demand for what belongs to you. But if you don't know what belongs to you, you will always be doubting yourself. It's true. You always doubt. Am I eligible for Central Are you sure I'm eligible? And yet you're Australian. Am I eligible for the, uh, the health care? Are you sure I'm eligible? I'm not sure. I don't have money to pay. But you're Australian. You're Australian. Am I eligible for healing? I don't know if God is willing to heal me. But you are, you are God's child. You're God's child. Actually, actually, God will not heal you because He has already done it. So if sickness comes on your body, you just need to know what belongs to you. Say to someone, "You don't need deliverance." Mm. First Corinthians chapter three. Verse 21. You know, at times we, we think about things and say, okay, well, because I don't know what to do, um, I know of someone who knows how to pray very well and their prayer works very well. So let's go call them. And all you find yourself doing is collecting the names of people who pray very well. Or people with higher degree in <laughs> religiosity or prayers. They even call them prayer warriors. No, you don't need one. First Corinthians chapter 3. It says, so then, no more boasting about human leaders, about human who you think have got the efficiency or the capacity to do the stuff for you. And when um, Paul was writing to the, uh, to the Corinthian uh, church, he was talking about how people used to think, oh, well, Paul is better than Apollos. Or some go, Apollos is better than Paul. You know, Paul, uh, just his handkerchief could heal other people. And others are thinking, well, but Apollos preached better. And I say to them, there's no need to boast on human leaders anymore. There's no need to boast on people who probably can pray for you and cast out devils from you. Oh. Of course, if you want them to cast out devils, they will find more to cast out. And the first one to cast out of you is your mindset. Oh, that's the, that's the most demonic thing in, in, in one's life. Your mindset. Your mindset can hold you down and you are done. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. Until you change the way, the pattern of your thoughts, you will never be delivered because you can never accept the things that God has got in stock for you. I love what Jesus said. He said, My father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. In other words, I won't tell you lies. Amen. So it says, so then, no more boasting in human leaders. Why? Because all things are yours. I'll say to someone sitting by you, all things are yours. All things. Not a few. I'll say all. All. Let it soak. All. Oh, say to yourself, all things are mine. All things are mine. Because at times you just need to let that thing soak a little bit, all things are yours. Next, he said whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas, which is Peter, or the world. Now he left people and he's talking about the world or life or death or the present or the future, all are yours. How amazing it is to know that that is in the scripture. Just for you. All things are yours. So when you start to think, things are not going well in my life, I'm not sure who to call. Remember this scripture. All things are yours. All things are yours. And you need to personify it or personalize it. Personalize it. All things, everything is mine. Because you belong to the God of of the earth. The Bible tells us in the book of Psalm, chapter 24, verse 1, he said, The earth belongs to God and everything in it. Everything in it. And if everything belongs to God and you are God's child, then you are hair according to that promise. See, so are you sure I'm a hair? Oh, let's think about it. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 16. The Spirit, now he's talking about the Spirit of God. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit, that we are God's children. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are what? God's children. We are God's children. We are God's children. I'm God's child. I'm God's child. We are God's children. The spirit testifies. In other words, whilst I'm thinking, are you sure? Are you sure? But the spirit is testifying. It's confirming. It's going, don't you know? Hey, it's okay. You belong to God. I don't see my kids waking up tomorrow morning and thinking, Dad, are you sure you're really my dad? <laughs> oh, well, I'll look for somewhere to choke him. Okay, no, <laughs> not really. But I don't see them waking up tomorrow morning to think about that. You know, there's, there's something they always tell me every time, and I, I, I kind of think uh, that's a little biased. They, they come to me and say, Dad, you're the best dad in the world. And I'm thinking, Have you ever tried another? They've never had the opportunity to try another. Praise God. But here he's saying, now, if we are children, don't forget what he said in verse 16, that the Spirit testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, here's an argument. He said, now, if we are children, then we are heirs. He said, if we are children, then that makes us hairs that makes us heirs and heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. Are you still here? It is the truth and you just need to let that soak into your spirit a little bit. So, so what is this thing that is saying that we own you say all things, all things are yours. So never find yourself in a situation where you are confused. You've got the spirit of God. Just sit down in your room and go God It's okay, I'm here, I'm confused, but I'm still your child. And I want to take advantage of what belongs to me. Get your Bible. Get your Bible for a change, you know? Turn off Netflix. Get your Bible for a change. All right? Switch off Instagram for a moment. Get your Bible for a change. Okay? And this time, may I suggest, don't read your Bible on your phone because Instagram feeds will pop up. Okay? It will distract you a little bit get your Bible, go to Quran, get a Bible, all right? Get a physical Bible for a change, okay? Or even if you have to use your your phone, then put it on airplane mode and open your Bible and go, I need to know what belongs to me. I cannot continue to suffer uh, health issues. I cannot continue to suffer Uh, financial issues. I cannot continue to suffer. Whatever issue it is, I need to know what belongs to me. And that is where if I were you, I would write down some of these scriptures so that when that time comes, you go back to it to say, this is what the Bible says belongs to me. Belongs to me. And until you know it belongs to you, you cannot claim it, you know that. You can claim it. So now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God, and co I like that part, coheres with Christ. In other words, it's saying to you that uh, Christ is not far removed from you. Uh, Is it too difficult for your religion? It's it's saying Christ is not far removed from you. In other words, you are coheres. Together, we own this thing together with Jesus, so, but I thought Jesus is way up there and I'm just down here like a grasshopper. No, he says, you have been delivered. The moment you were delivered from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son, think about it, his kingdom, the kingdom of his dear son, you become co-heirs, co-inheritors. We own it together now. The contract has been signed. I signed the contract, I'm not really bringing anything to the table. He brings everything to the table. And that is love. Amen. First Peter chapter two, verse nine. I've got so many scriptures to give you, but we'll just take a little. say, "But you." Turn to someone and say, "But you." Huh? Ah, but you are a chosen generation, a chosen people. You are chosen. Let's allow that to sink a little bit. You are chosen. You are not just ordinary. You are original. You are chosen. You are chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special. Ah, God's special possession. It's not just God's possession. God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you. Again, can you see that? Who called you out of darkness. It's not who is calling you. No, he said who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light that you may declare. So he needs you to know that you are chosen your special, your God's special possession. And the reason for that is so that you may declare the praises of him who called you. Out of darkness into His wonderful light. Say amen to that. Mm. And that is why, in uh, Isaiah chapter sixty-three, verse eight, we say, "In all their distress, He was distressed." In other words, there's a connection going on. When you're going through, you think God doesn't know. No, 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 no. All I've been saying is, I've not said that He doesn't care. He knows. And all he's wanting you to do is, hey, how about take advantage of what you've got? Because a few Sundays ago I said that the parents are most expectant of their kids' growth than even the children themselves. The parents are most expectant. They expect their their children to grow much more than the children themselves. You know how we think, you know, as kids, you know, especially as early teenagers to late teenagers, we can't wait to leave the house. We think our parents are the worst people on earth. You know, you're thinking, oh, God, they don't understand. You think you are the coolest and they are stuck in the past, you know, until you start having your own kids. All right. Okay. Praise God. All right. So, so at times, we just can't wait to leave the house. But just before then, Your parents are the ones that are actually waiting for you to grow. They have a milestone measurement of some sort that they want you to meet every time. They want you to meet this so that at the age of 10, you are already achieving this. At the age of 15, you're here. At the age of 16, 17, you are done with high school. At the age of 21, you're done with first degree, whatever you're doing, or getting a job, you know. And then at the age of 25, 26... 27, and for African parents, 30, uh, you are married, <laughs> all right, um, y- you know, uh, but, but they have a milestone that they want you to achieve, to attain, they do. But for some of our kids, they go, no, not yet, not yet, I just want to test this out a little bit, let's see if that relationship works, and if that doesn't work, then I can go, I'm not ready to settle, and parents are going, no way. No way. The way you are living your life right now, I needed to settle, okay? It's not time at the age of 29, 30 to start doing one-year road trip in Europe. Are you settling? You you know you can still do one-year road trip after having your kids or after getting a good job. Are you settling? You can do that when you just leave high school, but not when you are actually meant to be settling. I'm thinking, what is wrong with you? And at times, God looks at us us like that and goes, you've got a milestone to meet. What is going on with you? Why aren't you growing? Because you don't know what belongs to you. How come your faith in me is wavering? One moment you're you're going, yeah, um, you know, God is on my side. God is fighting my battle. The next moment you're thinking, I'm not sure if, uh, if Obina will respond to my call if I call him because I really need some help. But God is your help. God is your help. God plants people in your life for a reason. He plants people in your life for a reason. And it's great to take advantage of that, but do not depend on the people that have been planted in your life. Because that's not the purpose. It's not the purpose. It's not the purpose. See, I look up to the mountain. Where does my help come from? So my help comes from God who makes, who made heaven and earth. And another translation added, end the mountain. He knows how to fix you. And all you need to do is to determine, to study, get to understand what belongs to you. What belongs to you? Do you need 20 days prayer? to get rid of that evil spirit? No, you just need to get rid of the wrong thinking first and allow God's word to infiltrate your life. That's my recommendation. Do you know, as a Christian, you don't need deliverance if you're born again. You don't need deliverance if you've got God's word. You don't need deliverance if you do God's word. Because having God's word and doing God's word are two different things. You might have the word, but without doing the word, they're two different things. And you don't need deliverance if you know who you are. Who are you? Who are you? If I give you one minute to sell yourself right now, who would you say you are? where the first thing that comes out of your mouth is, "Uh, I'm Marcus and I've got a bachelor's degree in, would that be the first thing? Or I'm Marcus and I'm the son of the most high God. See, there are two different things. Of course, you can't sell yourself like that to your manager, but if you do, if you dare do, there might be a different response. And the response might just blow your mind away. They will go, oh, you wait, we'll come back to you, but please don't leave until we see you. And five minutes later, they might come back and say, can you tell us exactly who you are again? And we we'll want to know who that person is. You never can tell. So don't check in out when you really need to introduce yourself as a Christian, as God's child. And especially in the face of defeat, or in the face of trouble, Don't chicken out before the devil because that's all he wants you to do. The devil wants you to think that you need deliverance from him. Are you still here? Of course, because that's control. That's control. He wants you to think you need deliverance from him. And that's the way he keeps holding you back. You don't need deliverance from him. Let him know I don't need deliverance from you because I'm already delivered into God's kingdom. I'm a citizen of God's kingdom. (sighs) Can I say it much more? All right, let's do one more thing before we leave. Just one more. Is that okay? One more. Mm. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. You, dear children, are from God. I like the way he starts the statement. It's just beautiful. So you, dear children, are from God and have overcome them, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. So you, dear children, are from God. In other words, he wants you to understand your place. Where? Who? Where are you from? So you belong to God. You're from God because the one who is in you is greater than the one who's in the world. In that translation, the King James Version, he said, you are from God and have overcome them because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So it sounds alike. Yeah, it does sound alike, but it kind of makes more sense to me. <laughs> All right? Because regardless of what is happening, he said there's a greater one who resides on the inside of you. The greater one lives in you but you know, you can determine what he does. You can allow the greater one just to sleep through the day and through the night. All right? We talked about this on Friday, right? You know how Jesus, if you've studied the, the Bible uh, to that point, uh, how Jesus was in the boat with the, with the disciples. He was in the boat, same boat with the disciples. But there was um, a hailstorm, whatever it was, but they were in the same boat. And the disciples, the professionals, right? They tried to row the boat to ensure that it's stable. They, they couldn't stabilize the boat to the point that they were almost, they almost, they were, they, they, they feared for their lives. But then they looked around and saw Jesus. Guess what he was doing? Sleeping. And they went to him and said, Jesus, don't you care? Aren't you bothered? That we're perishing. Aren't you bothered that we could die as a result of this? And Jesus didn't respond to them straight away. He woke up and went, peace, be still. Right there, the Bible says that the wind and the wave became still. Right there. It didn't take five minutes more. The Bible said immediately, immediately, and then he turned around and asked them, where's your faith? In other words, I've been teaching you how much have you been able to practicalize. So when things happen in your life, Jesus expects you to do something about it. But I, guess what? Our first response is, God, come and do something. Why aren't you hearing me? I've been a Christian for a long time. Then you telling all your story. And God knows, yeah, I know you've been a Christian for a long time. And what do you have to show for it? He wants you to practicalize your Christian life. And it's a life of faith. Faith says you've got it, even though you don't have, kind of physically have it. But faith says you've got it. You're still here? It's true. All right. First John 4, verse 17 now. Just run to verse 17. This is how love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment in this world. Can you complete the statement? We are like Jesus. King James Version, very quickly. Herein is our love made perfect, so that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is... Can you see there's something that had been in other verses that is not here? In other verses that we've been reading, we've been been seeing past tense. In terms of he's redeemed us, we are now, we belong to God. You know, he's not saying he will redeem us and we will belong to God. But in this verse, he says, as he is. And the word is, is a present continuous tense. Right? As he is, so are we. Are you still here? As he is, so are we. We are like him. So if Jesus demonstrated power over the devil when he was on earth, he says, as he is, so are we. We can demonstrate the same power over the devil, over negative situations in our life. Don't ever let any of your children wake up with a headache and they go, well, I've got a headache, Dad. What are you going to do about it? You know, the first thing that my kids tell me, oh, well, oh probably when they were much younger, they would just come and cry, Dad, I've got a headache. Blah, 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 blah. But now they come to me and say, Dad, I've got a headache, but I've prayed. And I think I'm going to be well. And I know because they are still growing. And my response to them is, You are well. And I've got to say what they've got, not what they hope to get. The Christian faith is not a hope. It is a natural life that we live. It's a life of faith. Are you still here? It's a life of faith. As he is, so are we in this world. As he is, so are we in this world. So if I were you, I would take advantage of what God has given me. And let this be what spawns up your faith from now onwards. So that you can go back home and study more about what belongs to you. About what belongs to you. Come on. About what belongs to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we stand on our feet? The last one. Isaiah chapter 54. Isaiah 54. Very quickly. Verse 14. Are you ready to take this? Okay, let's take it. Say, in righteousness you will be established. and tyranny, terrorism, will be far from you. Bullying will be far from you. So you have nothing to fear. Oh, I wish you could say amen to that. He said, terror will be far removed. It will not come near you. He said, if anyone does attack you, it will not be my doing. Can you see that it's not God that is trying to taunt you? It's not him. And if anyone is trying to attack you, if there's any negative situation, get to understand what belongs to you. And this is what it is. If anyone does attack you, it will not be my doing. Whoever attacks you will surrender to you. So my expectation when I see an attack coming is that I'll just give them time. They'll surrender soon. There are some things I don't respond to very quickly. My wife knows that. My wife is always going, aren't you going to say anything? Aren't you going to say anything? Aren't you going to do something? I know naturally it kind of takes me a while to make decisions. But at times I just go, it's okay, just calm down. It's all right. And most times, they sort themselves out. And when they, you know, uh, fix themselves, it's usually for our favor. It's usually, 99% of the time, to be honest with you. Usually for our favor. Oh, praise God. Okay, next one. It says, See, it is how created the blacksmith who finds the coals into flame and forges a, a weapon fit for his work. And it is I who've created this try to wreak havoc. No weapon. So regardless of what has been formed, it said, no weapon formed against you will prevail and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. And hear what he says. He says this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. So regardless of what you think or the fear that, you, that, that has sat in your mind for a while, let this destroy it. All right? Very, get rid of it, because you're God's child. You belong to Him. Say this with me: I belong to God. I'm God's child. He does everything to protect me. I've been delivered from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, which is the kingdom of His dear Son. In Jesus' name. If you can, just lift your hands and worship Him. This afternoon. We praise you Father. We praise you for your word. We praise you for your word. And we know that this word will continue to be established in our hearts. That we're no longer freaking out on anything that happens around us because we're confident that you are able to do what you started. We're confident that everything in life that is meant for A good life and godly living is already delivered to us. We're confident of this very thing, that you who has begun a good work in us, you're able to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. We praise you, Father. And I just want to quickly give this opportunity to those of you who have not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You know how I said earlier that um, the Australian government will only very quickly respond to their own citizens. This is only applicable for those who are God's children. God so loved the world that he gave, His only begotten son to the whole world, but anyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. So I want to invite you, if you've not given your life to Jesus Christ, this is your opportunity. And if you have in the past and you are not quite confident that you still belong to God, Here's your opportunity to, you know, to uh, renew your commitment to God and say, God, from today onwards, I believe you. I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. So if you are that person this afternoon, it's not difficult. Say so by with the heart, a person believes, but with the mouth, you confesses your salvation. So for some of you, you already believe right now as we've been talking. But you need to be able to just say it and go, yeah, I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And I will lead you in that prayer this this very moment. But if you're that person, every eyes closed, all heads bow. And you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You can just make that indication by lifting your hands and putting, putting it back down. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. And can we all pray together with them? Father, I come to you today accepting Jesus as my Lord and Savior because you've said in your word anyone who comes to you You will accept them. Forgive me my sin. Accept me into your fold. From today onward, I believe Jesus died for me and rose again for my justification. So from today, I'm a child of God. Thank you for accepting me. And I receive the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Now, if you have prayed that prayer this morning, can I say to you, that's all you need. And from henceforth, just study God's word. Stay committed to to God and, and pray. But another thing is, when you come to a new country, you want to start learning about that new country. And can I encourage you? You know, attend services. Come to church, and let's 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 take a walk with you on your journey to understanding what really belongs to you in Christ. Welcome to your new country. Welcome to the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hallelujah. The message you've heard was produced by the Transformation Edge, and we hope it has inspired you. For more information, please visit our website www.thetransedge.com. Or you may contact us via email to frontdesk at the or on Facebook The Trans Edge Church. You may wish to call us on 02-4731-2419. The TranZedge. A change is inevitable.